Welcome to the uh, second episode in a mini-series about trust and feedback. In the first episode, last week, I talked about feedback and accountability, the relationship between them, the reciprocity of feedback, receptivity, and trust, different levels of feedback from the lowest level to, to the best level of the hot seat session, and I talked about positive feedback. I, I distinguish positive feedback from negative feedback. And I told you what's appropriate and how it is appropriate to give positive feedback. This week, I'm going to start by talking about why are you giving feedback. I'm going to talk about perception versus reality. We're going to see if they're ready to take feedback. And I'm going to go as long as I can squeeze it within just about 30 minutes. Welcome to The Trust Show. I'm Yoram Solomon, your host, the author of The Book of Trust and facilitator of The Trust Habits Workshop. My mission is simple. I want to help you form habits that build your trustworthiness because the answer to this question will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? Let me start with one question. Why are you giving feedback? Before you, you're giving feedback or, or before you decide that you don't want to give feedback, you have to ask yourself, why am I giving feedback? And there could be many reasons. Uh, one reason, unfortunately, I've seen happen quite a lot is to feel good about yourself. You're giving them feedback. And I'm again, I'm not talking about positive feedback anymore. Forget positive feedback. That was in the last episode. Go to the last episode if you want to hear about positive feedback. Now I'm talking about negative feedback. And just again to remind you, when I say negative feedback, it's not giving feedback in a negative way. It's giving feedback about something negative, about something that's broken, something you're not doing right. So when you give feedback... You may do it just to feel good about yourself. You know, if I'm knocking somebody else down, if I'm showing somebody else what they're doing wrong, um, maybe I'm doing that so that others will see that that other person is not great, that you are better than them. And the way to do that is to point out what they're doing that's bad so that others will see. Maybe you're doing that because you don't like them. Maybe you want them to feel shame. And you're telling them what they're doing wrong to shame them, hoping that by doing that, they're going to improve. You know what? None of those work. You're going to give somebody else negative feedback. You are not going to feel better about yourself. If you're doing it to show others that you're better than this other person, you're going to show them exactly the opposite. You're going to show them how small of a person you are when you have to tell another person what they're doing wrong in public just to show how good you are. You're going to show how small of a person you are. If you're doing that to shame them, I'll tell you one thing. Shame is a very, very powerful emotion, but it's not going to make the other person change what they're doing. It's going to create a divide. It's going to reduce trust. 
you may force them against the wall you may actually entrench them in their position because you're going to put them in a defensive mode rather than in a cooperative in a receptive mode but there could be one other reason why you're giving feedback and that is if you really really want to help them and help the organization Remember that a positive feedback is feedback that makes you feel good, while a negative feedback is a feedback that makes you good. If you are giving them that feedback to make them better, to help them, give feedback. If it's for any of the other, the first three reasons I mentioned, to feel good about yourself, to show others, to shame the other person, if if those are the reasons, don't give feedback. Give feedback only, negative feedback, only if you really want to help them. Here's another question I want you to think about. What would happen if you didn't give feedback? If you had feedback about something that they're doing, maybe they're they're unaware that they're doing it. If you're giving them feed, if you're not giving them feedback, they will not improve. You can immortalize a bad situation by not giving them feedback, that feedback that they need. I'll take it another step. What if you have negative feedback for them and you didn't give it? And at some point, they realize that you could have helped them and you didn't. You know what? Uh, Let's take, I know that this is kind of a stupid example that I just heard yesterday in in another show. Uh, You have a piece of food stuck between your teeth. Everybody can see it, right? Now, what do you feel the moment you walk into the restroom and uh, to wash and, and you look at your face and you're like, man, I have this dark piece of food right between my two front teeth. I mean, you're embarrassed, right? And then you realize, wait a minute, all those people that I'm sitting with, they saw that and nobody said a word. So let me tell you something. You can lose other people's trust by not giving them feedback that they need. Not the feedback they want to hear, by not giving them the feedback that they need to hear. I remember one day uh, it was uh, in in Plano. I went to the retirement party of our uh, police chief and his wife was sitting in the audience right in front of me. Her tag was showing. The, the, The shirt or dress she was wearing, the tag was showing. And I knew that was something that she would have wanted to know. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't really know the police chief's wife. I mean, should I do it? Should, should, should I just let other people do it? And, but then I thought to myself, she wanted to know that. She would have wanted to know that. So I told her. And she hid the tag. And everything was good after that. She didn't feel bad. Maybe she was a little embarrassed by me, but you know what? It's a lot better than being embarrassed by everyone or going home and realizing that her tag was showing and, uh, you know, how many people saw that. So even when you don't give feedback, you can lose trust because the other person would know that you could have helped them, but you chose not to. I want to talk about perception 
versus reality. So now we're going into, okay, you decided to give feedback. So let's talk about perception versus reality. One of the exercises that I do in my workshops is I put the number, well, we can argue whether I put the number six lying on its right side or the number nine lying on its left side because that looks the same. So I put that number and I ask people, what do you see? Now, since it's lying on its side and it's not standing upright, then, then, you know, it depends. Different people see different things. What do you see? Some people would say, I see six. Some people would say, I see nine. And it's really a matter of perception at this point. I told you in the last episode that we uh, had this offsite in in a company when I was on the executive team. We used to have this monthly offsite, and that part of that monthly offsite, offsite session was this uh, hot seat session. And during the hot seat seat session, our vice president of human resources, uh, I'll call him Tom, mainly because his name was Tom, Tom Capizzi. And Tom said something that I will never forget. He said, listen, you're about to get feedback, to hear feedback. I want you to remember that maybe 10% of it is real, but 100% of it is true in perception. This is how people really, this is how people see you, even if it's not true. I'm going to get back to that when I talk about taking feedback. But this is important also in the context of giving feedback. Because when you give feedback, you need to remember that maybe the feedback you're giving is your perception and not necessarily the truth. You have to accept your starting point has to be, I'm going to give you what I perceive through my own senses, through my own experience, through what I've seen, through what I believe I know. But I have to keep in mind that those are my perceptions, that that might not be the reality. So start with that. And and the reason this is important is because when you give that feedback, you always keep in your mind that maybe what I'm telling you is not really what's going on. We, to have enough information, we, we hate uncertainty. We hate uncertainty. And to have certainty, we have to fill our brain with information. The problem is that part of that information are facts. And part of it, part of it are our assumptions. They could be our biases. What part of the feedback that you're giving is, is actually an assumption. You, you may not even know. This might actually be subconscious, that part of it is assumption, that part of it is my own bias and not necessarily fact. So keep in mind that part of what you're telling the other person as as your perception of them is an assumption or, or your own bias. So when you give feedback, focus on what you know. Try and separate. Ask yourself, is this something that I really know or is this an assumption or is this a... How do I know that? How do I know that that's a fact? Just accept the fact that you may not know things. You, You may not know what reality is. But the other reason is you're seeing somebody doing something. You may not know the cause of this. And if you knew what the cause was, 
you may have realized that that's not necessarily a negative thing. You know, when somebody does something, a part of your assumptions is why are they doing that? And you can come up with multiple reasons to, to why they're doing that that would actually change your perception of whether this was a good thing or a bad thing. So when you give feedback, it's not only that the person receiving feedback needs to keep in mind that that the big part of it can be perception. You, the person who gives feedback, needs to keep in mind that part of it is your perception and not reality part of your feedback and and keep that open and 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 therefore you keep an open mind to why this is happening and and I'm going to talk about that and I'm not going to suggest that you actually ask them why are you doing this this might not be your your thing to ask maybe they will volunteer that information it's not for you to ask why are you doing that but just keep in mind that you might not know why which brings the the issue of empathy Empathy, remember my definition of empathy that I put in the book of trust is it's your ability to see things from their perception, their perspective as if you were them, not as if you were you. You know, it's very easy to say, uh, if I were in their shoes, I would do something differently. But, but you're not in their situation. You're not in their shoes. You are not them. If you know the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you may be at different layers at that hierarchy of needs than they are. You might be looking for self-fulfillment. You might be looking for, I don't know, you may be more focused on on achieving certain things while they are worried about keeping their job. They might be worried about, you know, health situations, family situations, they're in a different level than you are. And that's something that you need to keep in mind when you give that feedback. Uh, now, I'm not saying don't give the feedback because God knows uh, what situation they're in and maybe this is the worst thing for them to hear. No, you are giving the feedback. I presume that you're giving the feedback to help them get better, to help them be better. So give the feedback, but keep in mind that you are not in their situation and you know you don't know why they're doing certain things. You don't know why, why they're worried about uh, about different things. And you don't want to be this stupid ass that, you know, gives that piece of feedback just to realize that, oh, man, if I knew that that's their situation right now, uh, I would have looked at my feedback completely different. So keep in mind that the feedback you're giving is perception. Keep in mind that part of what you think you know is actually assumptions, your own biases. Keep in mind that you don't know their situation and you don't know why they're doing things. And uh, if you keep that in mind, you're going to be a little more flexible in how you give feedback. Now I'm going to start talking about how to give feedback. And, And the first step is before you give feedback, you need to make sure that they're ready to take feedback. So I'll I'll tell you a story. When Maya, I think, was just about when she started talking, uh, she one day told my wife that she wanted to call me at work. Now, my wife and I have this agreement. If she calls me and I can't pick up, I'm I'm really busy, I can't pick up, I'm not going to pick up. But how do I know that this is, if this is not an emergency? Well, if this is an emergency, within the next few seconds she's going to call a second time 
if I saw the phone ring twice from her within a certain amount of time, I will drop whatever I am doing. And I told her that, and she knows that, that even if I'm in the middle of giving a speech, I will stop. I will say, I'm sorry, I have to take this call. So she knows that we have this agreement. Now, even if I do pick up the phone, the first thing that my wife asks is, can you talk right now? Because, you know, there are different levels of being busy. Maybe I can't even answer the phone. Maybe I can, but but I'm still real busy and I'm in the middle of something. And if this is not really important, then, then maybe this can wait. So the first question that she asked is, can you talk right now? So Maya wanted to call me and uh, my wife, Anad, gave her the phone and she said, here's how you dial and, you know, you type those numbers. And when daddy answers, the first thing that you do, I mean, he may not answer, but if he does answer, the first thing that you do is you ask him, can you talk right now? So my phone rings, I answer, and it's Maya on the other side. And Maya starts with, hi, daddy. It's Maya. Can you talk right now? You know, as much as I would have loved to talk to her, I was really in the middle of something. Uh, Not busy enough to not even answer the phone, but busy enough to not be able to have this conversation. So I said, Maya, not right now. And then Maya kept on going and told me everything that happened in in, at home or or everything. And it's all nothing was urgent, obviously. But here's the deal. My wife told her you have to call. but, But when you call, you have to first ask if he can speak, if he can talk to you right now. What she didn't say is what do you do if she says no? And and Maya just kept on going. So before you give feedback, ask, can I give you feedback? Is this a good time? Is this a good place? Is Are you willing? Are you open to get some feedback? If they're not ready to get feedback, that's not the time to give them feedback. But you know something? If you don't ask, if you just go ahead and give them feedback, even if they, it is the right time, it is the right place, just the fact that you decide that, that they're ready to get feedback and you don't even inquire if they're in the right mood or the right mental state to take your feedback, they're going to be less receptive. You know, somebody gave me feedback once and unsolicited, You know, I didn't ask for your feedback. Would I be open to your feedback? I would be. But, you know, the fact that you just went on and gave me feedback, it wasn't in front of other people. It wasn't like I was in a terrible place or terrible time. It was, I I was just thinking, you know, it, it kind of set me back a little to know that they're giving me feedback because they feel they need to give me feedback. And it's really not important to them whether I am receptive or not. I can tell you, even if it is the right time, the right place, and and they're in the right state of mind, there is a difference in their receptivity that can be achieved by you simply asking, can I give you feedback? I have feedback for you. Can I give it to you? Their answer might be, this is not a good time. This is not a good place. I'm not in the right state of mind. And, And even if they ask you for feedback, can you give me feedback? And I remember, and it happened to me several times, that somebody asked me for feedback, 
I I don't know if I was ready to give them feedback or not, or or, or that I plans to give them feedback. But they asked, can, can you give me some feedback? And my next question was, do you want the truth or do you want me to sugarcoat it? Or do you want the truth or do you want me to tell you exactly what you want to hear? Obviously, it's kind of cynical, maybe even sarcastic. The, the answer is cynical or sarcastic. But they may not know that I have some poignant feedback to give them. So this is not going to be maybe what you think is uh, you're, you're coming to me and asking, uh, can you give me feedback? And you're assuming that this is going to be so great. He's going to tell me how great I am. Um, so I want to prepare you. Do you want the truth or do you want me to tell you only what you want to hear? Well, the, their next point is, well, you know, m- maybe we'll do that another time. That's great. I, I mean, I'm glad that your feedback was, do you want the truth? Of course, you need to do that like Jack Nicholson. You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. Son, we leave it. Never mind. I'll move on. What if they say no? What if you ask them, do you want to take feedback? I have some feedback to you. Are you ready to to get feedback? What if they say no? Well, don't push. Don't push feedback if, if they're not ready for it. You just made it clear that you have feedback for them. And it's really now on them. And by the way, and and I'll talk more about that when I talk about taking feedback, what happens from their side when you tell them that you have feedback for them and they're not ready to take that. The level of trust you have in them, their trustworthiness is now eroding with every second that goes by, with every minute, with every day that they're not coming back to you to say, give me that feedback. Because now you're thinking, well, this is not somebody who really wants feedback, you know? So the clock is ticking if if they said no, but that's not on you. You gave them the opportunity. You told them that you have feedback. They said not no, uh, not now. Don't push it. You made it clear you may want to, you know, a few days later say, hey, would you want feedback? I can guarantee you're already trusting them less because they're showing less a lower level of receptivity because they didn't follow up because they know that you have feedback for them. But don't push it. Don't give them the feedback without them indicating that they're ready to take it. And again, just, just keep in mind that, that uh, you should, if you have feedback and you didn't give it to them, and then later they find out that uh, you had feedback that could help them and you didn't give it to them, they will trust you less. Not so much if you tell them, hey, I I have feedback for you. Do do you want it? Later, when they find out what it is, they're probably not going to feel that uh, you knew something that could help them. What they would probably feel is, man, Yoram knew something He wanted to give me that feedback and I shut him down. They're not going to lose trust in you because you told them that you had feedback. So what is the right time? What is the right place? When and where should you be giving 
negative feedback. And again, negative feedback, not feedback given in a negative way. That happens if if you deliver it not at the right time, not at the right place. That would make it a negative feedback, a, a, a feedback given in a negative way. But when I say negative feedback, I'm talking about feedback about something negative, something that can be improved. So when and where? Okay, when I wrote the Book of Trust or while I was working the book of trust, one of the things that I do is I immediately start envisioning cover. And I decided that, you know, I'm creative enough. I'm I'm going to design my own cover. By the way, at that time, the title for the book was going to be Can I Trust You? Uh, which now is a title for a series of books that I have. But that's before I call it the book of trust. So I designed my own cover and I put that cover on Facebook to ask for feedback. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, that that was stupid. But, you know, so I got some feedback. Actually, it wasn't stupid because I'll, I'll tell you what happened at the end. So here are two pieces of feedback that I got. Okay. The first one was, you know, I'll be honest, Yoram, and you can throw my opinion in the trash if you like. The whole thing is not interesting to me. She was referring to the cover. It doesn't grab my attention. I would pass this on uh, by on a bookshelf. Trust, she meant the word trust, is too dull. You need more contrast. You can't read the bottom. The layout looks cheap to me. Well, it was cheap if I was the one designing it. It was the cheapest it could be. Okay, you got that part. Here's the second part. The the second piece of feedback that I got. If you want self... No, I have to do this with Jack Nicholson's voice. If you want self-publishing book design advice from one who has succeeded at it, let me know. No charge, but you won't like what you hear. I don't like anything about your prototype. Actually, he wrote, I don't like anything about you, but that was a typo. I don't like anything about your prototype and can tell you why in detail. The real question is whether you're an advice giver or an advice taker. Which one of them is worse? You know, the one that that actually said, I'll be honest and, uh, you know, you feel free to ignore my opinion. And and she said that this is not interesting. And she she was really uh, specific. I mean, it was pretty targeted and pointed. Uh, You know, the layout looks cheap to me is, you know, doesn't feel very comfortable to hear that. But think about the second one. If you really want self-publishing book design advice from one who has succeeded at it. By the way, I already had 12 books at that time published. Uh, and they ranked higher than than the other persons. So uh, who do you think you are giving me that feedback? So which which one is, is worse? And I, I know, you know, I'm kind of guiding you towards the second one is much, much worse, right? No, actually, the first one was worse. You know why? First one was was posted in public for everyone else to see. You just told everybody that, you know, it's dull and you would pass it, pass it by the, the bookshelf and it looks cheap and all. Uh, things that are pretty subjective, some subjective adjectives. Um, but you did it in public. You did it in front of everybody else. The other one? As tough, as poignant as as it was, it was given to me in private. It was sent to me in a direct message that only I could read. So, when and where do you give or should you give negative feedback? Not at any time. Not every time is good for it. Think about this. Are they busy? 
Are they free? Are they in the right mood, in the right state of mind to take your feedback right now? If they're not, what's the point in giving them feedback? What if you're overwhelming them? What if they just got a piece of feedback that was a negative piece of feedback and now they're getting one from you? Come on, you know, there's so much I can take in one day. So not every time. Think about this. Think about you're about to give feedback to someone who's about to deliver a keynote. And, you know, I I just remember this story. Um, I was, uh, this is after I submitted my PhD proposal to the committee. And uh, I was waiting. It was about two weeks later. I'm waiting to get some feedback from them. And I'm in Vegas in a trade show about five minutes away from having a meeting with a client. I'm waiting for the other person, the uh, sales director, to meet me so that we can go into the uh, client's booth and, and have a conversation with them. And five minutes before, I checked my BlackBerry. Yes, this was not yesterday. I checked my BlackBerry and uh, I see an email from one of my committee members. I shouldn't have opened that email. I'm telling you right now, five minutes before a keynote, five minutes before meeting with a client is not the time to open emails that are not related to the meeting you're about to enter or to the keynote you're about to deliver. But I opened it and it started with the following words. Yoram, I don't think you are anywhere near ready to continue to the next stage of this dissertation. Giving feedback has to be at the right time. You have to ask, is, is this the right time? Maybe you can assess yourself. Find the right time. Negative feedback, positive feedback, the time, maybe positive feedback. This is exactly the right time for me to get positive feedback after I got something really, really bad. Maybe getting this positive feedback will make me feel so much better right before I go on stage, right before I meet a client. But negative feedback? there has to be the right time. Don't give negative feedback at the wrong time. How about place? Not any place is good for feedback. And I'm going to talk about in front of other people next, but uh, not every place is good. Uh, Avoid a hostile environment. Sometimes the environment itself puts the other person in a state of mind. You know, there is an environment where they feel more comfortable, they feel more self-assured, they feel more confident in some environments, like their office, for example, as opposed to a hostile environment. Maybe your office is a hostile environment. Uh, You know, getting called to the principal's office is not a good feeling. It's not really where you want to get feedback, by the way, because you know it's going to be bad feedback. Maybe you take them out to a friendly environment, change place, go get coffee, go get pizza, go somewhere, somewhere where they're going to feel that it's a better place. So negative feedback, not anytime, not any place. How about in front of other people? You know, once again, ask yourself, what is the reason why I'm giving them that feedback? Uh, are, Are you doing it in front of other people to build yourself up? Are you doing it to hurt the other person so that everybody will see how bad they are? Is there any other hidden agenda? Don't give negative feedback in front of other people unless the level of trust in this organization and your motivations 
are like blue angels. This is when you can have the hot seat session. If you can hold the hot seat session, if the level of trust that already exists within everybody who's going to witness the level of feedback that you're going to give this other person, then sure, do it in front of other people. This is very rare. Most cases, there is no such level of trust. Maybe even just one person, and I talked about that, I think, in the first episode of the first season when I talked about the size of a team and and realizing that the, the level of trust depends on the weakest link in that team. Because when you give feedback, you are also causing, forcing vulnerability by the other person. And so if you are about to give that level that feedback in front of others there better be the level of trust that exists within the blue angels team with everybody who's going to be in attendance everybody who's going to be a witness other than that do not give negative feedback in front of other people you do it one-on-one never give negative feedback behind somebody's back this this is this is really bad They do not want to get that negative feedback from somebody else. Now, the only reason why you may want to do that is if you know that that third person, that third party is someone that they trust and the purpose of you giving them that feedback is so that they will convey it to this other person. They may not trust you well enough, but they trust the other person So if you go to this other person and tell them, hey, you may want to tell them that X, Y, Z, you know, because they're going to listen to you. They're not going to listen to me. But don't say it to another person without that intention of that going to them, without worrying that that it's going to come from me. Yeah, you you can say that it came from me. Tell them that I said so. That's fine. Or if you think that they're not going to feel comfortable, then don't tell them it came from me. But but. You tell them because they trust you. Definitely not because you tell them because I don't want to do it myself. Because, uh, um, you know, I'm not accountable. I I don't want to be accountable. I I want to be anonymous. No, that's not a good reason. So don't do it behind their backs unless what you're doing is actually involving a third person that they trust more so that they will take it to them. Because once again, your motivation is the same. Your motivation is pure. You want to help them. Not that you talk about them behind their back because you want to belittle them, because you want to feel better. And I talked more about that when I asked them, why is it that you're giving feedback? And I completely lost track of time. I see that we're at about 35 minutes and I'm still not done with how to give feedback. So I'll continue next week. What would you like to know about trust and trustworthiness? Let me know and I'll answer it in a future episode. I would love to hear from you. Email me at yoram at thetrustshow.com. If you like this episode, subscribe to the show so you will automatically get notified when I release a new episode. Rate it, write a review for this podcast, because those ratings help not only you, but also others looking for podcasts just like this. If you're looking for more resources to learn about how to build trust, be trusted, or know who to trust, look up my workshops at yoramsolomon.com slash workshops, online courses at trustedatwork.com, 
find my books on Amazon or go to my website, yoramsolomon.com. And remember one thing, the answer to these two questions will have the biggest impact on your personal and professional success or failure. Can I trust you? And can you trust me? Thank you for listening or watching The Trust Show.